Welcome back to the Racial Draft Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ford, joined this week by my co-host, Kia Lisi herself, the mother of Draftings. Kia, say what's up to the people. Hi, people. Welcome back to the Racial Podcast. Or Racial Draft Podcast. <laughs> okay, I've been drinking already. All right, continue. <laughs> yes, already things are being left out. But um, we are having we have a very special show today. We are joined by many, many guests and some first-time guests. So I'll go ahead before I do the usual spiel and introduce uh, our first time, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be gentle. It's, it's, we're going to make sure that it's a, it's a nice, it's a, it's a nice <laughs> easy transition, you know, before, you know, well, you know, uh, if you, we'll get into it later. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, all about easy. Yeah, all about, yeah, you know, we're going to, we're going to keep this whole thing lubricated very well. You know, we're going to ask many questions. We're going to make sure that everyone's happy, everyone's enthusiastically consenting to everything that's going to happen in this conversation. So <laughs> we want to start. <laughs> yes. And there are many of us here. So every person has to uh, nod their head. So we're joined by uh, Tennyson Stead. Tennyson, tell the people a little bit about you. Hey, everybody. I'm a writer and director and game designer in Los Angeles, California. I know Mike from our youth in school in Massachusetts and uh and I'm a lifelong member of the geek community there you go those are those are bona fides I love them um and we are also joined by additional first time guests I'm going to announce them together because they are the agents of fandom themselves they who have a much more successful podcast than ours uh TJ and Garrett uh say what's up to the people I don't know about much more successful podcasts, but uh, yeah, we're really pumped to be up on here. We got our Agents of Fandom podcast as well that Garrett and I host as, long, as well with our uh, producer, Ruben Rapalda. And uh, yeah, we're pumped to be here. Garrett, what's up? Yeah, we're, we're big Marvel fans, big, big geek fans, fans of everything nerdy. So uh, we've known you, you, Michael and Randy for, for a little bit. We're in a group chat together. So we're excited to finally link up and be able to talk about stuff in real life cool cool i was gonna say put some faces to some names but not the yeah. case for randy he's let me down yeah. <laughs> and also and also for our listeners you know they can't put faces with names either unless they subscribe to our premium tier but <laughs> <laughs> but uh randy since you got tipped off uh from the black delegation uh randy smith himself uh, let the people know what's up what's been going on hello 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 um I come on fairly often, but I usually do not get this big of a, a, a panel roundtable to be part of. So I'm I'm very excited to hear what all you have to contribute to our, our discussion. All right. We also have returning white delegate, the uh, self-professed heel of the racial draft, always in character, always in kayfabe. That is Gordy. <laughs> I'm offended at self at self proclaimed. I am trying to take every black and or Hispanic character or any other color and make them all white. That is not anything but evil. Right, I have well. I have turned Luke Cage into a white man and made him white power man during <laughs> our, our time. <laughs> If you, would, if you want to describe me as like a good guy or a face, go for it. I mean, that, that says a little bit more about you than it does me. <laughs> well, I also proclaim him to be the heel. 
fair enough. Well, if this is your first episode, I apologize, but we are going to do what we do every week, and that is change the complexion of the comic book universe, one draft pick at a time via the racial draft, and we are in season mode. Yes, we are. We are finally, uh, finally started to unleash picks on the universe, and uh, you know, a little later we'll talk about them pick by pick. But first, nerd news. Uh, we had a interesting week for nerd news. There wasn't a lot of comic or comic movie news. Um, we, were, we were still dealing with the hangover from the Doctor Strange trailer last week at, at the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of people trying to uh, pick out Easter eggs, uh, pick out voices and uh, blurry characters that may or may not be variants of characters that, that exist in the main MCU. You guys have any uh, lingering thoughts about the Doctor Strange trailer? Uh, we Garrett and I did a full uh, breakdown of it, basically not quite frame by frame, but we were pausing it all on the Agents of Fandom podcast, and awesome. we had some fun times with it. And that trailer, it's I mean, Doctor Strange is my most anticipated movie of the year, and that trailer just kept my anticipation sky high. Yeah, apparently. A, oh, sorry. Let, let no, me just I, jump in real my quick. Fault. My fault. Apparently, ninety-three point one two million views in the first twenty-four hours after after it dropped so it's definitely impactful yeah i find it hard to to think of another trailer that that kind of struck me as much as this one did as far as at least mcu trailers go um that it was wild and 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 i think it was perfect in that it didn't it kind of teased what we might have already known or thought about but didn't i think there's still it gave us a lot but i think there's still so much more and so i think it, it was a perfect trailer and uh, yeah, I definitely still am dealing with the, the hangover of, of no news really since that. I also feel like Marvel kind of cracked the code because they're like, oh, if we put a bunch of Easter eggs in the trailer, they're going to have to watch a trailer over and over and over <laughs> and pause it. <laughs> you know, so. Screen cap it and share it and put memes out there. And yeah. Yeah. So, you know, look for look for Love and Thunder to be filled with just random cameos as well, <laughs> and, you know. Is that Angelina Jolie? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I think I saw enough of her in that exposition fest of a, of a movie called Eternals. Oh, but, uh, we are not going to relitigate. <laughs> I will. But th- this this has nothing to do with my draft persona, but uh, I was <laughs> I was discussing this with Carlos offline. I'm not as I am nowhere near as hyped as everyone else seems to be about Doctor Strange. It is giving me mashing my you know like when i was a kid as a chubby white kid in chicago i used to play with my ninja turtles and my uh transformers in the in the in the tub and they would swim under my giant chunky <laughs> legs and have battles and that that is what dr strange <laughs> is feeling to me it's feeling like some kid smashing together uh patrick stewart and maybe and maybe uh, tom cruise uh, figuring with an Iron Man outfit <laughs> on it and a bunch of different things. I'm not. I'm not. You have to. Right. It is a Sam Raimi movie, though. Okay, At, on a certain all. level, you have I don't to even expect. disagree. I don't even disagree with anything you said, but I'm confused as to where the negative in that. Yeah, is. exactly. Like, no, I'm sorry. I still do that all the time, and that sounds great. <laughs> Look, we. All, I'm, I'm just mad that Gordy gave me that visual. First of all, him in the bath. But, but second of all, I feel like we we kind of have um I think if if any movie has kind of earned the right to to sort of be that that um 
that fan service fest or whatever is Doctor Strange. Like the, the, like the first movie, people were kind of, you know, some really loved it and some kind of felt sort of lukewarm on it because they expected the first one to be what this second one promises to be. We wanted to get like the Doctor Strange going through the multiverse and doing all kind of, you know, eye-popping, mind-bending stuff. And we got that to some degree in the first one, but not nearly as much as a lot of people hoped for. So like, I, I want to see the weirdness and people kind of like getting metaphysical and existential about, you know, the what it all means. And, and still, even though we get the fan service, we're like, okay, well, it's not just purposeless. It all means something. It still has some, you know, substance and worth to it. Yeah, I mean, I think that when I when I first started hearing about both the premise and all of the rumors that were associated with the movie, I was worried that the focus on Doctor Strange would be lost and it would just kind of turn into, uh, you know, and another another one of the quote unquote Avengers three point fives or whatever. But but one thing that the trailer did kind of do for me is let me know that that it does seem to still remain focused on on Strange as the primary protagonist. Mm-hmm. And, and to the extent that it does get weird, and to the extent that it does involve, oh, look, it's a, it's a uh, Batman trailer. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Batman will not be appearing in Multiverse of Madness. No, he will not. But- um, As we know. As far, you're right, you're right. Um, but, uh, you know, to the extent that it will involve action figures flying from, uh, f- from, all, <laughs> from all angles, um, it in the center of the frame will probably be uh, both uh, Stephen Strange and Wanda Maximoff, which was promised to us, you know, right at the beginning. So, I mean, the, the hope is that it won't turn into a muddled mess, but I can understand your trepidation, Gordy. I, I can. I mean, you know, Sam Raimi doesn't, ex- I love Sam Raimi and I will say I love Sam Raimi, but uh, you give Sam Raimi too many characters and you get another Spider-Man three. If Dr. Strange has an emo moment and starts dancing in the streets, I may leave the theater. <laughs> I don't uh, think, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, I think Sam Raimi had one Spider-Man three to make, and then he went and did drag me to hell. And it wasn't necessarily that there were too many characters it's that he lost the action of the story. Mm-hmm. He didn't know what the actors were physically doing and the whole development process of Spider-Man 3 was basically about what Peter was going through and what he was reacting to and how those themes were reflected in the other characters. As long as Doctor Strange has a line of action, which he does, his action is to repair the damage that's been done to the multiverse. He's trying to find a way to fix what's broken. So as long as he doesn't lose track of that effort and make keep the story focused on what that what that means and what he has to physically do to make that happen, I don't think you're going to have the same problems at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I tend to agree with you, Tennyson, but I also know that fan service is a, is a hell of a drug. And, yeah. and you know, uh, I, you know, if this was a different, this was a different studio, I'd be a lot more worried. But, you know, um, sometimes hearing the way that fans reacted or seeing the way the fans reacted to a lot of the fan servicing moments in other movies, could lead a studio or creative team to say, oh, more for the sake of more, you know, um, let's, let's muddle things up because people want to see the next thing. And as many teasers for the next thing as we can give them, the, on paper, you could see someone coming to the conclusion that that's what this movie needs. So it's a little, you know, a little bit more here. It's the, it's the you know, proverbial uh, too many cooks uh, putting in too many spices. Um, but yeah. 
hopefully not. Hopefully, you know, this is just us uh, baselessly speculating because this is what we do when we overanalyze a two and a half minute trailer, <laughs> which may or may not include real footage from the movie as Marvel has shown will not always. Gordy, what, you, you seem to have a point. I'm going to suck as, out real quick. I'll be right back. As Team White, I, I have to be, I just have to say I'm against all spices. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Kia, do you have any? Do you have any? Uh, of course, except salt. Um, Mrs. Dash was clearly not uh, a member of the white delegation. I'm, I'm, he doesn't um, speak for I'm me. I'm Irish. So, he's, like, so. he's like, that better be not be Himalayan salt either. <laughs> My people use water as a spice, and that's about it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so Kia, do you have any any thoughts about the Doctor Strange trail before we move to the next story? I believe last um episode I watched it, right? On yes. Yeah. And I liked it. I mean, it seemed like they were definitely adding a lot of action-packed, you know, visuals, maybe overcompensating, maybe a little bit in my mind. Cause I mean, come on, what movie have you seen with all that action? Like it, it looks a little excessive, but I am down to see it in the theater while, like, you know, eating because, you know, dining movie theaters and then I'm just like just going from there. <laughs> all right. So I'm excited for it. I'm all about the strange. Nice. I mean, we all love strange, I think, here yes. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Very, um, very much so. Well, uh, Gordy provided us with a neat little segue when he's talking about playing with his toys, including his uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toys, <laughs> because because uh, there was a <laughs> there was a paramount there was a paramount uh, press well not presser uh, an investor call where they uh, see the former CBS Viacom has announced mm-hmm. that they will be changing their name to Paramount to match with the uh, streaming platform Paramount Plus that uh, nobody has. Um, but <laughs> hopefully that will change because uh, Paramount Plus, which in addition to having a lot of Star Trek, will also be including uh, some Showtime content. I'm a big fan of Showtime content. And um, another announcement is that there's going to be another, a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise, and it's going to have a theatrical movie, uh, I think produced by Seth Rogen. And then some uh, villain-based films. I didn't even know there were enough villains to have villain-based films that are going to air exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Randy, are you looking forward to some turtle content on your streamer? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not like really, really super uh, well-versed in that universe, but, you know, I I will happily give it a look. It is interesting. You know, they kind of, um, have had sort of this history of like trying to put out new uh, turtle content kind of here and there. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. All right. What about what about you, Kia? Are you you're a fan of the turtles? I was back in the day of days, you know, yesterday, and mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to say, like, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to finding a free way to watch it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure, I am I sure that you were going to subscribe, whatever the amount is, legally, and, um, you know, go through all the proper channels. And all this, <laughs> I mean, I will contact friends who, who subscribe legally. <laughs> I'll be with you, Randy. <laughs> what, about, what about you, uh, Garrett and TJ? 
Yeah, so our our that day was kind of crazy for me because um, we post or formally posted some news for for Fandom Wire on their Twitter, and um, kind of everyone else was busy, and the all of that stuff dropped in like <laughs> one long Twitter thread, mm-hmm. and so I was like just drowning trying to post everything. Um, but no, there was actually a couple of really cool announcements I think for for that um that make me more excited about paramount plus right uh, as a service itself um because yeah I, I definitely wouldn't have got it other than that but for as far as teenage mutant ninja turtles go i was a huge fan as a kid lost a lot of that memory somewhere uh, along the line but i'm a huge seth rogan fan we definitely uh accept him as a white delegation <laughs> member and so i'm I'm excited to see what what he pulls out with that. I think I think he's one of the perfect people to to place for that project. So, yeah, I'm on the same page because like not has he. Jewish? Yes, yes, but yeah, also so. Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so is he on the white delegation or the Jewish delegation? That is well, I mean, he's, he's got a, he's, a foot in both. Can I, he's can eligible I to be drafted by. Either. Can I start a Canadian delegation? <laughs> <laughs> or multiracial uh, delegation. Oh, uh, the the K- Canadian? No, yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the same. I'm on the same page with Garrett because not only has Seth Rogen put it out some hilarious stuff in the past, but some of the stuff he's doing right now, Invincible, Pam and Tommy, The Boys, right. like it's some of the best content out there that we're that we're watching. So, I was never a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fans, but not against it either i've watched uh, all of the movies i used to watch the cartoon as a kid and i'm definitely going to watch this stuff when it comes out too so it's not at at the top of my list but i'm definitely intrigued right and and look i mean we've we've said we've talked about i feel like in this week we we talked more about like at least non-star trek paramount plus stuff more than we had done in you know months prior Mm mm-hmm so so that's definitely i think a win a win for uh the the newly coined paramount corporation uh speaking of another thing from paramount halo um not the song right that's a that's a, a video game I can see your halo. <laughs> prompts i love it but uh yeah halo uh first season is about to air uh, i think it's going to be a showtime show or is it or is it or is it direct to streaming now um, if you want season one of Halo, you can just put a camera in Garrett's room that he's in right now, and <laughs> he'll give you he'll give you full unadulterated Halo for eighteen of the hours of the day. <laughs> Not anymore, dude. My computer broke. So thanks. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot. I didn't that, mean to rub it in. That, that hurts now. No more Halo for me. No more Halo gaming yeah. for me. <laughs> so March thirty. Sorry, March twenty fourth. Uh, which means it'll air a little bit before Moon Knight comes out. Uh, so get your streaming in before that. Uh, that's where it's going to it's gonna drop on Paramount Plus, which is a platform that I'm sure we will all legally have by then. <laughs> and, um, but they've already been confirmed, already been uh, picked up for season two. Yeah. So it's renewed. Uh, let's hope that Let's hope that it's good enough that we care about season two when season two drops. I've never played even a second of Halo. So I was just confused as to what, you know, the Master Chief had to do with uh, the biblical angels. I, I you know, <laughs> not really understanding, but someone will explain it to me, I guess. 
Uh, Tennyson, you have any thoughts about Halo? I mean, that went through a pretty long development cycle, didn't it? Yes. Well, you know, I think I think that Halo has been in development for like a decade at this point, and 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 Microsoft has been really choosy about who they get involved with. Um, I don't have any thoughts on the process, and I don't necessarily adapting video games is really hard work. I don't necessarily expect anything to be great until I see it because I think you need to make some bold choices to make it work. Yeah. Um, and I don't know who's making those choices or whether I, you know, I have no opinion, but what I will say is the thing that excites me the most about Paramount plus is that they have a whole studio right now developing avatar last airbender content. Oh yes. Yes. Which yes. I know, I know mm -hmm. that that's, you know, a, a contentious subject and that it's not as racially sensitive as it, as it can be. And, and at the same time, I have to say, I love the writing and I love the voice actors involved and I've always loved the animation style and I'm always excited to see them try again. <laughs> and, and they got the original creators back on board for that. Yes, right? they got okay. them when, when they got them when, when whatever happened in Netflix happened. Yep. Um, they went back to Paramount and, yep. and they've been developing. There's like, there's the, like, there's a whole channels worth of shows and development is what I understand. I don't know about the details, but I know that there's right. at least one show happening. Like right now they're working on it. And then there's a whole explosion of other content to be seen. I just can't wait. I, I, <laughs> yes, so I Dave watch. Filoni be involved. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, I think he, I think his soul was bought and paid for by, uh, by a, Michael Mouse Incorporated. He's a, he's a busy but, man uh, right now. He's he a busy a man. Busy man. <laughs> you know, unless he found a way to clone himself. And, uh... Hey, you know, who knows? Uh, you know, seasons, I, he seems like the kind of guy who doesn't mind working all the time. I agree. That I will say. So who knows? I mean, he could just go right from whatever. I mean, he's probably working on Ahsoka right now. It's probably. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Disney wants to make him to breathe life into the Star Wars franchise uh, all with all his breath. So he's, I don't think he has got time to breathe any life into the airbender world. <laughs> I was going to quickly grab a snack and then I heard the word Ahsoka and I just had to jump back to my couch just in case that's where the conversation went. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, we haven't seen any Ahsoka trailer content. Nope. So we just, we just, we are pro Rosario Dawson podcast here. So okay. we'll, all, we'll always take any excuse to talk about Rosario, Rosario. If you're gotcha. listening, uh, the invite <laughs> continues to be open for the podcast. Podcast. You can you can start your own delegation. It'd be the Rosario delegation where every character is played by Mike. Rosario. I could get her cousin on here. I actually know her first cousin. That's um, just saying. If that's a pathway to getting Rosario on the podcast, we can talk about it. <laughs> Respect the gander. Yes. I do think I do think you're going to not see too much on Ahsoka for the next couple of months, right? Disney has been very targeted and focused in how they release their shows, so I think we can expect Obi Wan content for the next right however long two months three months two months uh it's may it's the may. last yeah, last week in may yeah so yeah so we're we're a little bit away still you're, you're gonna see a lot of ian mcgregor memes you're gonna see a lot about hayden christensen and yeah. and then you know and then we can start talking about what's going on with ahsoka i think yeah well we have been joined by an additional player that is carlos Natalie. Carlos. <laughs> hey. Natalie. <laughs> hey, Carlos. Say Hello. what's up to the people. What's up, people? 
<laughs> we are in the midst of we are in the midst of discussing uh, nerd news. We're in this segment. Uh, we we just about to transition. Do you have any thoughts about the uh, Paramount Plus? I've never had a thought about Paramount Plus. Fair enough. <laughs> well, let's Never. talk about let's talk about Peacemaker, which uh, was already renewed for season two. Uh, did did has everyone seen Peacemaker? Kia, have you seen Peacemaker? Mm-hmm. I've seen quite a few Peacemakers in my time. Oh, marine humor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to ask you to uh, do the Peacemaker dance, although premium content but uh yeah that was it uh peacemaker watch it if you haven't watched it uh season two which means there's more more to come and uh one more one more renewal well renewal slash end uh there was a there was a series that started on netflix about 12 years ago, maybe maybe a little less, involving, involving young children. Uh, and now their 25-year-old counterparts uh, get to continue the show uh, in, in the coming month. That is a show called Stranger Things, where, <laughs> so, so yes, the, the, adult, the adults who are going to be playing children in, this, in the town of, what is the town in Stranger Things? Anyone know offhand? Nope. Hawkins. Yes. Hawkins, Hawkins Ohio? Hawkins. Don't know what state it's in. All right, Connecticut. Indiana. I won't know. It's got to be Midwest. I think it's Indiana. I think it's Hawkins, in Vermont. Yeah, Hawkins, Indiana. So, so the twenty-year-olds from Hawkins, Indiana, who will be playing thirteen-year-olds. That's awkward. Um, are going to have their fourth season, which will be split into two parts. It will be the debut in May, and then this part two will debut in July, and then wow. season five, which will. I probably, like I said, drop when they're 25, apparently, um, will 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 be the final season in the Stranger Things universe. And there was nothing stranger than the fact that it took 10 years to do three seasons. So I, don't I, I think I think that uh, the folks who made that show kind of uh, kind of missed an opportunity there, because if they had known like years ago that the actors would be this dedicated, they could have just like got them to like do do like part one of it as as little kids and then come back like <laughs> down the line and they would have saved themselves a lot of money. I mean, basically, you had like one of the actors do it uh, in between Stranger Things, so yeah, he's right. he's getting that back. Uh, yeah. There you go. Exactly. Point proven. Yeah, I mean, this is let this be the cautionary tale for people when they talk about um, Marvel trying to cast the Young Avengers. Um, this could be the problem when you cast the Young Avengers and you don't have a Young Avengers movie, and all of a sudden your Young Avengers are growing beards. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they should just pick a cast that you know doesn't age so hard. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, there. honestly, I don't know that. It could, I, as television series go, I don't know that there's any choices they could have made that would have made the show any better than it is. I understand, I understand that it feels like a missed opportunity, but they've taken their time with script development and made sure that they have something strong to offer every time they've gone into production, you know, yeah. and then there's each of these television series has a massive post-production process, which who knows 
how much money Netflix is putting into post and, and what those budgets are. It could be that it's taking a long time in part because they have to struggle to find the resources to pull it. I have no idea. Right. But, but, you know, there's so much work and the show is so consistently at a high level that I can't fault them for taking a few years in between seasons. It makes it, I'm surprised that we get to have another season. All I know, all I know is that, all I know is that Millie Robbie Brown went from Drake definitely should not be messaging her to, yeah, Drake is probably messaging her right now. (laughs) (laughs) Grooming complete. There was never a moment where Drake wasn't messaging her. So just because you're just okay with it now. Well, On behalf of the newly formed Canadian delegation, we have no comment. <laughs> we have no comment. Smart. I think that um, what I thought was going to happen with Stranger Things was that it was going to be more of an anthology series where mm-hmm. every yeah. season would be a different kind of 80s throwback sci-fi. Strange, strange thing. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, it's not yeah. Stranger Things. It's really just the one strange thing that just keeps <laughs> happening. But um. Yeah, and then that would have allowed for the kids to grow up, and you could weave yeah. one or two of them back into the stories, you know, to have a connected sort of universe. But mm-hmm. I, that's what I initially thought was going to happen, and then when yeah. season two was just kind of, just kind of season one again, it's like, right. oh, okay. So that I mean, yeah. I get it. Like the, the show blew up, and those kids were crazy famous, and there was no way they were getting away from it. But it did very much feel like the way NBC didn't want to let go of Hayden Panettiere at the end of Piro season one. She's like, yeah. no, 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 we have to save the cheerleader. And now she has to be the entire show for the rest of the Yeah, time. Save the cheerleader, save the show. That's the name of that, that show, right? Save the network. <laughs> well, no, I, but I, I mean, I really do like the cast members. And, you know, I, I hope that I hope that it works out. I'm, I'll be there. I mean, I may not watch it at 3 a.m. when it drops, but I'll, I'll yeah. be there. Yep. But for five seasons, it's amazing that someone when did stranger things start i mean I, I joked about it being out for 15 years but i feel like i feel like uh it was five years ago or so yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say obama was still president when uh stranger things came out but but maybe that's not right and then we said this is the strangest thing that could possibly happen <laughs> nothing could get any weirder than this <laughs> back when black mirror felt like mere fantasy In Jul- right. july 15th 2016 um, was the first season, mm. was the first episode. So yeah, Barack Obama was still president. You gauged everything in your life by when Barack Obama was president <laughs> versus when he wasn't? I mean, I why not? I, <laughs> I gauged a lot of it by when Barack Obama was president, yes. <laughs> All right, well, I think I think we've covered... Oh. There's one little bit of nerd news that you guys are gonna help me, gonna have to help me through because I have never, I always say I've never heard of Bioshock, but I okay. I couldn't tell you what Bioshock is actually about. See, see, now now I'm mad because you're choosing like the game news and, and the and the game-based news that like I have no idea about. And we didn't even touch on like Sonic and and like the other stuff that was now. Right. I'm like, wait, Bioshock, yeah, I'm angry too. I've never played mm-hmm. a Bioshock ever. <laughs> really? I've never played it. 
I'm I'm a noob. I I don't really play video games like that. Like so it's like, but like, it's it's like if you're gonna play ten video games in your life, probably Bioshock mm. is one of the ones that you should have played. Is oh. Duck Hunt still out? I, I, I will keep it in mind because yeah, I, Tennyson. I yeah, yeah, now's your chance for the for the benefit of the listeners, including myself. Uh, give give us a little quick rundown of what Bioshock is about. It's it's underwater horror, um, steampunk gameplay. So it's all it's all you know Explain 1920s that, it's the, so <laughs> you're, you're in an underwater facility that was built in the 20s or 30s and so the whole thing is very is very um new york influenced and very art deco and full of artifacts from that time mm-hmm. and you're exploring and you're dealing with monsters and 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 creatures that are you know wearing suits of like bell helmets from underwater mm-hmm. and just the whole thing is very it's it's now it's, is there any lore involved in this there is i played about halfway through the first game i didn't love it myself in terms of the gameplay but um but i can't deny that it's hugely influential and that it was at the time something very very different than what anybody else was doing with console gaming and and uh, you know, it's it's the sort of thing where if you haven't given it a chance, and if you haven't taken your time with it, then I feel like you you don't yeah. game. <laughs> like- well, <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm just trying to you know because the story for the for, again for the benefit of the listeners, uh, the, a former Loki showrunner Kate Harron is going to be the showrunner in this Netflix uh, TV adaptation of the Bioshock show. So I'm just trying to imagine how how a show or how, how a game like this can be turned into a show. Well, there's a couple, every, every, so there's a couple of different ways, but if you're going to really swing for the fences and try and do something that delves into the performances as much as the lore, then mm-hmm. what you're going to wind up doing is finding a line of action that connects to the game. So it's either going to be an investigation into what happened to all of, to these facilities, mm. right? It's going to be someone who actually has to put it together and figure it out. And it's going to be a mystery. Okay. which i think is which i think is consistent with you know with the the show or um or it's going to be aliens and it's it's an extermination mission but you want you have to find something an actor is somebody who performs an action you find something for them to do and since the game is tonally very mysterious i would imagine the show is going to involve investigation and it's mm-hmm. going to be kind of like a what happened to these where did all this money go where did these billionaires go what what the you know and then they're going to have to go and 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 put the pieces together and realize that something you know something needs to be dealt with down under the water it's going to be my assumption yeah it's like abandoned steampunk like world of tomorrow community underwater mm -hmm. and it's and it's like wait what's and there are like are maybe ghosts that appear like spirits and and whatnot so if I can put on my like Netflix executive hat right now, brand new character. You guys have never met him before. Um, okay. So so can we can we get the Stranger Things kids uh, in, into into the Bioshock universe any way that we can we can maybe there is. get uh... absolutely <laughs> absolutely there it, it is if you if you if you've seen any clips of gameplay then yes there are obvious opportunities. All right, so cool. Just quickly, tra- you know, as soon as these, these, it'll be like Menudo, right? And they, you know, they age out of Stranger Things and they age right into uh, Bioshock. Yeah, that, that, that seems to, it seems to work out. I want to make the list of the 10 games like you have to play. Like it's Bioshock, Leisure Suit Larry, <laughs> those porno Leisure ads that are like, you won't last two seconds or whatever. <laughs> like it just, I, 
Like I want the whole. Wait, is Leaf, did they did they reboot Lisa Shoot Larry? That they absolutely Larry. should. <laughs> Pac Man, Pac Man has to be on the list. Uh-huh. No, it's not. Not on the list. Now that's um, a move. That's a that's a show that could easily. That's a video game that could easily be translated yep. into a movie. I think. Um, you know what's a top ten <laughs> video game out of all time that is being made into a movie? Randy, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I want the thing. Like I see that was that was like I was waiting for my little end to kind of be like, oh, I love Sonic. <laughs> yes, because so so as I remember, I I didn't add that story to the docket. That was one of the, the lost stories. Sorry, listeners. Um, but it's there. There's both a sequel and a Knuckles spinoff. Yes. So haha, it's not lost anymore. We're gonna talk about it for a couple minutes. <laughs> now is the is the knuckle spinoff that's just for paramount plus right or is I it for theatrical so. okay I, I think it was a series yeah so, so yet another situation where a character of color gets relegated to the streaming platform wow i'm, I'm sure <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's purely coincidence <laughs> <laughs> That's very generous of you, Randy. It's very generous of you. You know what? Sonic the Hedgehog is so much better than it had any right to be. That movie, like I took my kids to it. They were very excited. And I I was like, I can't believe that I'm actually being entertained by this. Like, this is actually like a pretty good movie. A pretty actually, that and Detective Pikachu might be the two best Mm -hmm. video game movies ever. Like, and then and above Mortal Kombat. (laughs) <laughs> both Mortal Kombat shocking me yeah uh, I mean I named my dog after Sonic the Hedgehog I got him on my lap right now I mean that that is what happens when you kind of like let yourself have fun with the movie and kind of don't think that you're like too above the content or whatever like that's that's sort of my my eternal complaint about these, these live action adaptations you know but um you know even even uh, in terms of the first movie that we got for for um for Sonic the Hedgehog, I was kind of hoping that we would it like if humans were involved, I was kind of hoping that it would be sort of the Sonic X situation where it's like oh yes it takes place in a human world but primarily the focus is on you know the the, the animated characters but it looks like we're getting a lot more of that in this movie. So I'm I'm really 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 excited to see it, and you know I'm j- I'm just ready for like however many characters they can feasibly fit into a, a well working script. I'm here for it. <laughs> the fact that they got Jim Carrey to be like stupid again is, <laughs> I mean, it's really like a, a modern miracle. Like the fact that he hadn't been that guy in so long. Like mm-hmm. you know he had been like chasing I don't know what you know like his own private windmills and. Um, he's he's so stupid in this movie. It's so good. It's so funny to watch. Like, there's a moment where he's just like getting into like super villain mode. That's like probably like a two minute dance sequence. That most of it looks improvised, and they probably like fine tuned it later. But I was it was really seriously shocking at how like I walked out of the theater going, I cannot believe that was good. And then that ended up being the last movie I saw in a theater before the world ended. Oh wow. Well, people forget he was he started his career as an as a as a as a what you call it when you imitate other people what do you call that oh yeah impressionist Impressionist. so like Mm -hmm. that stuff there's no way like that's not part of his daily life there's no way he doesn't get up and just fuck with himself and fuck with other people all day long and i can understand creatively wanting to find other dimensions to your career and challenge yourself and but you know that guy could walk out of the house and walk onto a stage and do an impressionist act without preparation i imagine like just 
you know, because it's, there's no way, I, I was not shocked at all to see him just slide right in and handle business because you, you get that good at something. It's just been that much time doing it. It's, it's just, it's too easy at that point, right. you know? Right. It shocks now, me that we're oh, going to get a, it shocks me where we're going to get three signed to Hedgehog movies before we got three Superman movies with Henry Cavill. <laughs> I I will take any and every opportunity to throw shade at that franchise. Okay? Wait a second, we got three Henry Cavill Superman movies. They just only one of them was centered on Superman. That's the right. truth. That is that is accurate. accurate. Right, so, that, that's the problem. Superman. <laughs> well, that is a, as good as transition as any to what we got going on, and that is officially week one of the racial draft is upon us. Mm-hmm. He's completed 10 characters. Well, seven characters have been drafted and three characters still remain uh, to be drafted um, or to have their final prices agreed upon. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'll start us off with the, the you know, first in, our, first in a lot of our hearts, uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, who ended up with the Jewish delegation. Uh, as we say on the podcast, uh, jiggity jiggity. Um, <laughs> jiggity jiggity Jew. <laughs> the Jewish Little delegation favorite. with a final bid amount, final asking price, sign on the dotted line, $620 out of 2000 The Jewish delegation came through with their Peter Parker. Uh, I don't think we have to you know, go through uh, the origin story of Peter Parker. We all know how it works. <sighs> His parents uh, were gunned down in an alley. Pearls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> his planet was exploding. They put him in a basket <laughs> in a spaceship. Exactly. We just we all saw the movie. We all gave uh, we all gave Sony one point eight billion dollars or something. You know there were three of them, but uh, at least one of them, the main Peter Parker in our in the center of our uh, multiverse, is now. Jewish. So does and, this uh, one does this one have a dead aunt or a dead or a dead uncle? I forget. It's he's <laughs> it's, it's still a dead uncle. Still a dead uncle. <laughs> great with great power comes great. Uh, I don't know casualties. <laughs> I was going to try to. <laughs> or, wait, or, or is this the one that gave his wife cancer because of uh, oh, uh Yeah, no, that didn't happen. We, we that, that, that was that was retcon. That was retcon. There should just be like one like. Peter Parker who travels through the multiverse telling the other Peter Parkers like look just I hope <laughs> or, nothing happens but take out life insurance policies on everyone you know. <laughs> <laughs> your days are numbered my friend. I honestly uh, thought you were going to say there's going to be one telling all the other ones to wrap it up like listen <laughs> you don't know what's in that you might you might be you might lead yourself down a real dark dark turn yeah <laughs> who knew who knew peter parker would turn into a story about uh about safer sex you know it was just all it was all, all a big they, what do you they, mean they, who knew we saw at so, may t- teaching him that the to, comics code authority no michael that's who knew <laughs> <laughs> they called it in 1967 <laughs> like, with great penis comes great responsibility apparently amen, amen. <laughs> when you're when you're peter tingles it's danger. <laughs> isn't isn't Peter uh, spraying your webs all everywhere? Just just be careful. 
Yeah. When you're Peter, Peter Tingles, make sure you put bag. your mask on. Easy. Wait, what? <laughs> when you're Peter, when you're Peter Tingles, make sure you put your mask on. There you okay. go. These are these are all valid slogans. You know, these are all things. This is why we have a daily bugle, people. Why we have a daily bugle. So whether you're right whether you're far from home or homecoming, make sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably exactly what a Marvel development meeting feels like. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably exactly, yeah, exactly it. That was fantastic. It's all <laughs> funny. It's all funny games. So some asshole brings up Inhumans and brings down the room. <laughs> well, but before we move on, I have to let you know what the people thought. One hundred percent approval rating for Jewish Peter Parker with 90% strongly approve, 10% somewhat approve, and 0% disapproving in any way. Yeah, this day and age, so, you can't be anti-Semitic. Isn't, know, Peter, isn't Peter already like, like canonically, although not necessarily loudly Jewish? He's not canonically Jewish. He is uh, very, there's there a lot of Jewish signifiers. At being yeah. Jewish. Uh, but he's not technically so Jewish. Okay. <laughs> so his Shabbat, like, he's like, sorry, can't help you out. <laughs> <laughs> he calls Miles up. He's like, hey, Miles, I'm going to need you to cover. I can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got temple. <laughs> isn't, isn't there a word for that, Kia? Like, when you get someone who's like a goy to, like, do things on the Sabbath for you? Yes, like, it's called slavery. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <Ow. laughs> <laughs> So you know what I actually, so I, I just heard this uh, maybe about a month ago is that there's, so so in order to like, as like a loophole, and I guess this isn't like in a lot of major cities, there is like this fake line around at least Manhattan. It's like literally a line of, of wire that goes around the city that makes it like, okay, you're in the safe zone where you can technically do work. Like, you know, wow. you're not allowed. Yeah, like uh, I'd have to find the name for it, but like, this is like this is one of the many things TikTok taught me. Like, like there, are these, <laughs> there are these posts all over. It. And if you like, it, I've seen them before and been like, oh, is that what that's for? And like these just like little wires, but the wires basically cut out a giant like safe zone so that you're technically still in your house, even though you're outside and walking around. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, can, again. I can tell you it's called the Uruv, E-R-U-V. I don't know the pronunciation on that. But hmm. it, it is a symbolic boundary that turns the very public streets of the city into a private space, much like one's home, allowing people to freely communicate and socialize on the Sabbath. There you go. All right. I could just well, see Peter being like, me that one. I could just bullshit. see Peter being like, Miles, <laughs> I need you to, can you just like hit my web thing? I can't, I'm not allowed to do the work itself. I can right. swing along with it. But I'm not allowed to press. <laughs> yes. My husband, like, just go home, bro. What are you doing? Just go home. These are the change. These are the changes that come into effect with, with, with the Jewish Peter Parker. We have to take. We have to take that. Take note. Um, you know, little known fact that um, that's what happened. You know, the burglar. The burglar. Um, you know, tried to try to take him out. Like, and he was like, "Oh no, it's that I can't. I can't stop a burglar." And, and then he like, ended up killing his uncle Frank. I mean, his, his, uh, Uncle Ben. It was it was very sad. They had to mourn for like seven weeks, I think. Um, I, I like the idea that Peter only deals with white collar Manhattan crime on the Sabbath and like anything that happens in Queens. Like I got nothing, I can't help you. 
All right. Now here's a new a new wrinkle this season. Uh, you know, as always, I I have the power to arbitrarily give uh, bonus points and bonus money. Uh, the ninety percent or above approval rating gets you ten dollars bonus cash. Hmm. Man, I would have been voting negative. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a bull. Man. <laughs> now that you said that, nobody's gonna get that shit. Nobody. <laughs> anti-black, anti-Semitic. The savage, yeah. the sabotagery <laughs> is about to go in. I'm gonna be like, okay, maybe stop Asian hate, but like I'll just slightly disapprove. <laughs> it's gonna be everybody. I'm gonna I'm putting out hate on all three races. Well. So the next character up that was selected was the, oops, I lost my order. Well, we'll have to, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, just make it up. Wonder Woman was selected by the black delegation. Yes. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. So you tell me whether, you tell me whether there have been any changes to whether there's been any changes to Wonder Woman's origin by virtue of her now being a Negro. <laughs> I mean, no. Like, I'm, I'm not changing anything except her complexion. Like, I, I feel like this but is... But she was still molded from clay. Got it, got it. I ain't say all of that. We're going with the, the, the demigoddess daughter of, of Zeus and, and Hippolyta. We, the, the, the old oh, so, also, so her dad, her dad wasn't around. Is that what you're saying? She, she was like, she, she like had sex with her mom and then just, just didn't uh, stay with. Didn't, okay, mean, got it. Got it. I like it being Zeus from Die Hard with a vengeance, like being Sam Jackson Zeus. No, no, it's Zeus, uh, Tiny Lister Zeus. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) He's got the Z on the side of his head. He's the he's the the the, the father. Um, Mm -hmm. Now the world emulates her, but doesn't give her credit. Thinks she's stronger than everybody else. Well, I mean that that's how that's what happened. I mean, what happened is that, like, you know, all those stories, they just whitewashed her throughout history. Um, pretty you know, she was, she helped people in World War One, and they were like, no, no, it was a white woman. I was like, but I'm pretty sure she, no, 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 white woman, totally white woman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not until they invented cameras did they accurately depict uh, Wonder Woman as black. It was, it was all, a, it was all a fraud. It was propaganda. <laughs> And the government had to go and hire somebody to be Wonder Woman on camera. Right. Exactly. Yeah, they, they, that is something that they definitely did. <laughs> yep. a... Just some random lady from like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she was she was from she was from like you know the Southwest. They found her in like you know Santa Fe, brought her mm-hmm. out to the front, had yeah, to exactly. take some pictures with some soldiers and some armor. That they and then, made right, and then immediately right after, whenever something popped off, they were like, "All right, call call in the real Wonder Woman." Right, <laughs> exactly. They didn't, I mean, they didn't that, realize that. Go ahead, that, go ahead. That, that would explain why, like, we see her in like this old tiny, uh, star spangled blue dress. Like, I mean, she yes. wouldn't have worn that as as you know, being from Themyscira. Here's my question: What happens when that lady gets older? Well, how do you deal with 
the fact that this lady from Santa Fe is going to be aging. Reboot! <laughs> Reboot! Well, they didn't yeah. even realize, though, that the woman they pulled from the Southwest was actually a Mexican, much like Rita Hayworth. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, people are like, she looks... Are you sure she's white? You look a, like a little Greek, bit. Greek, yeah. Greek. And you're like, Greek, she's Greek. She must be Greek. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's yeah, that, we, it's that Mediterranean complexion. Yeah, and that's so, how Greeks be included. That's how that's how Greeks became white people. Yeah, we're just this is all we're doing. We're just filling out, filling out the backstory. All those yeah. years, like all those years that we wondered <laughs> what where Wonder Woman was, she was taking part in the civil rights movement. Like, she was we filled out a backstory, but not for Wonder right. Woman. We filled out a backstory for a, a completely new person. <laughs> no, I mean, people wondered. We're what just happened. talking about like, the she, stuff that was omitted. Like, she, she went to Man's World and found out it was White Man's World, and she was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll come back when, when you guys have progressed. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be a long out of, way. <laughs> But I can drink out of the same water fountain as you are. That's what I want to return in the modern era. So what you're saying is she's still in the mascara. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she, she's, she's waiting it out. This is kind of, you, you idiots have to at some point figure this shit out. She's like, it's like it's like double dutch. She keeps like looking in. She's like, oh, oh yeah. no, 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 not right. <laughs> not yet. I like what you people are saying about steak and cheese sandwiches, but this crap is still not worth it. <laughs> well, I will come back later. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, the woman from Albuquerque is getting all that Wonder Woman fan mail. You know, she's... Yep. <laughs> yep. It's a family. Hey. It's a family legacy now. Her granddaughter is is making bank off of the yeah. Defense Department. <laughs> Yeah, stay stay tuned when we get to Nubia backstory. I feel like that's how we're gonna. <laughs> I feel like that's that's where Nubia is gonna be slotted in. She's the she's the one from Albuquerque. Where's where's uh where's Gordy? Where's Gordy doing? Uh, yeah, right. Gordy. I was gonna Gordy, ask you. Like, are you taking notes? Yeah, you're gonna get Nubia. <laughs> I mean, listen, listen. I I still like the idea of them loading up the plane at that mascara and being like, "All right, we can do this." Barack Obama, yeah. And then 2016 happened. They're like, "Well." I don't think we're leaving this island for a long time, guys. <laughs> Although they probably don't say guys there. It was a very narrow window. It was a very narrow window. They were like, yes, we can. Oh, no, we can't. I can't wait till Gordy gets Nubia with like Gwen Stefani as the fan. <laughs> Iggy Azalea. Iggy oh. Azalea is perfect. Oh, no. Oh, no. Really? Sally Walk. Walk. <laughs> That's great. Well, well, she speaking goes with of theme music now. <laughs> well, speaking of black characters saying goodbye, uh, we pour out a little bit for Eric Brooks, aka Blade, um, mm-hmm. no longer visually depicted as Wesley Snipes, for seventy dollars. Just for seventy dollars is all it took mm. for the <laughs> for the East Southeast Asian delegation to swoop in and uh, make him look like Donnie Yen. So Donnie Yen Blade, what do you guys think? I mean, if if he was willing to betray the black delegation for that little, then I can't really say I miss him. Like, wow. <laughs> wow, the shade for the daywalker. Oh. I mean, let's be real. If it was, if it was, if 
the original Blade movie was a white guy with a samurai sword, we would be oh, screaming cultural appropriation. <laughs> this is actually a correction. <laughs> well, should be an, an Donnie Asian Yen's man. Chinese, though, right? Donnie Yen's Chinese. Yes. It was, it so, was yeah. Very, it, was, it was very nearly that a white guy was cast to play, play Blade anyway. So, I mean, he's not white. That's like my only consolation here. <laughs> I feel you. And then, yeah, I mean, I do think that there are missing, like, I, I think that it would make a lot of sense. And, and I think I've talked about this before that, you know, even if we keep, even if Blade were to be, stay black, that he should have, you know, some aspect of his story where he talks about like the Asian influences in in how he picked up his um, all his fighting abilities during mm-hmm. that kind of period between when he was a small child and when he returned to the modern day. Yeah, but um, that doesn't make it. Doesn't that make him a? I mean, doesn't that make him a savior story? In a, I mean, doesn't that push mm, him? In- I don't think he's. I mean, because he's not saving Asian people, right? He's you know he's saving people from vampires. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I don't think you can get away with it today. I agree. I agree that it's like that it's an appropriation story. I think that there's other ways to get into those aesthetics. And I think that if what you really want is the sword and the and the Kung Fu action, you know, first of all, you, you should separate the samurai sword and the Kung Fu action. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You should, yeah. Let's have those. We didn't do that sep- for Iron Fist. I mean, <laughs> no, no. But but I also think I also think that Marvel came a long way. I, I really yeah. enjoyed Shang Chi. I really well, enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And and well, so so and here's they what put I, Chinese sorry. actors in in the movie too. Like it was sure. a Chinese cast. But what I would say here's what I would say to sort of square the circle with Blade, is mm-hmm. that you know Blade is about a hundred years old, right? Maybe a little older than even, you know, like. It wouldn't be much to say that he's traveled all the, you know, no. traveled the world and learned different fighting styles from all over the world sure. and incorporated and, 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 and along the way has had different senseis who have been, you know, who have given him a, a whole host of skill. I mean, almost the same way with Batman. You know, you have that like, oh, he, you know, his parents were killed. We know, we know the story. But it's vampire. What happened to Batman? Yeah, it's like a vampire MMA fighter. See, I think, and I think you could have a lot of fun with if you had a like if you had a really strong, you know, stunt coordinator that was really versed in martial arts, you could develop a look and a fighting style for Blade that incorporates a smorgasbord of. Right, that that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, I mean, he he doesn't have to specifically rely on like these these kind of you know asian fighting styles he could be like oh i've learned muay thai i learned uh krav maga whatever and it's like you know he you could believe that he's been around long enough to not only kind of dabble in them but like really really get good at them and then also kind of incorporate the the other like um vampire hunting tools stakes knives whatever and and it'll also be like part of his his whole thing not just like Oh, he's a samurai with a samurai sword or whatever. So. Yeah, I mean, his name is Blade, so he could be a master of pretty much any yeah. bladed weapon. It's the it's know. the thing. I think you need to shoot it a different way. So, you guys are familiar with the story of Bruce Lee and how he became Bruce Lee. Do you know what he did in his career to sort of become like as well versed in as many martial arts as he did? Are you familiar with kind of his history, martial arts wise? With the, 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 the cross training idea, but go on. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and yeah. just and also, but also filtering out all every 
religion is going to have a, a bunch of dogma that you have to weed through in order to get to the really good nuggets of information. What Bruce Lee did was he just skipped all the stuff that he decided was crap and cut really to the two or three useful things that he personally took from any given martial art. Part of the reason why he was so fast was because he didn't, he didn't expand on anything. You see what I'm saying? There wasn't any extra motion in anything that he did. And I mm -hmm. think you could do something like that with Blade, where he had learned the most efficient way to get from A to B in any situation, which means you're going right. to have to like, so you're not going to be doing the flips. You're not going to be doing the colorful stuff. It's just, he's mm -hmm. just, he's a straight line. He just blows his way through anything that he comes to mm -hmm. and, and just liquefies dudes because <laughs> right. he's got yeah. the vampiric strength, the vampiric speed, like the guy would be unstuck. If that was his, well, you know, it would yeah. be, and, and remember, he's doing this because his mission is to kill vampires, right? So, so he's right, grinding so he's, it out. Yeah, he's not he's not doing it, you know, because he's trying to make it look cool. He's doing it because it's survival. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And I think if you focused in on that, and you, you could have some, you want if you, I want to see Alexi Alexander Blade movie now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But, <laughs> I mean, but but the thing is, listen. I got to, you know, I know Randy, I know Randy made the joke or whatever, but as a black person, I have to speak up and say it is disappointing to lose Blade, mm. uh, to lose that aesthetic. But if we no, were, gonna, if we were going to lose Blade, you know, at least we lost him to Donnie Yen. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, quite awesome. <laughs> I tried, I tried to make, to go Blade back to the OG, looking like Robin Hood roots and cast a British guy, but... Got too rich for my blood after after my first nomination. Yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, like, I mean, even even the joking aside, it's like you know, I'm not really sure where Blade is gonna show up right now, and I hate to say that because I do think that he is a character who like it it, it seems ridiculous to me that we kind of have to. Like, I mean, he's still technically no. I, I guess he has left the Avengers. Now, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's my thing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's kind of ridiculous to me that he doesn't have like his own his own ongoing thing, or at least like some mini stuff coming up or whatever. But the the I decision like kind of had to be made that like if I was going to keep spending money after a while, like and especially how fast our our bidding stuff goes and how how competitive it gets with certain characters, like I'm not putting that three or four hundred for Blade. I, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I mean, look, I it may ultimately work out. You know, you may the, the, the other characters that the black delegation can accumulate might make up for mm -hmm. the loss of Blade. But, uh, you know, in the short run, we're just talking about the first the first week. You know, it's, it's a tough L to take. But considering we'll, we'll get to it later, considering some of the other characters that are on the table, I can understand you choosing Miss L over other L's. Um, I'll go ahead and, and, and shout out the people. 80% uh, approval rating for East Southeast Asian Blade. Uh, that's 30% strongly approved, 50% somewhat approved, 0% somewhat disapproved, and 20% are Black people who are mad that uh, we lost Blade. <laughs> I, I can understand. I can understand. Um, so they did not. They do not get the the over 90% bonus, but uh, we still we still uh, feel positively about the pick. I feel like I should be allowed a bonus when I am uh, disapproved <laughs> at over 90%. 
because there is no there's no way on earth that I'm seeing an approval rating over like 60. I mean, you got you got a couple last season. Mike, who did you bring us in to team up with here? Like <laughs> we're just chilling and then it's like we basically just signed up to be either silent or the villain. Like there's no other in between here. <laughs> <laughs> you are listen some you know just like in the cartoons there's an angel on the shoulder and there's a devil on the shoulder and, you know sometimes the white devil speaks with a louder voice <laughs> you guys you guys come up you guys come up with a way to make to make being uh whitewashing uh, a baby face move that doesn't make it sound like somebody's drunk aunt saying the irish were slaves too once this is why you need a Canadian on your team. You make things sound nice, you make it sound polite, and then we, everybody gets smoothed over. It's all good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Randy knows how I Randy knows how I move. Yeah, it's, 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 it's colonization with a dash of maple syrup. It's it's, it's it goes down a lot easier. It goes down a lot easier. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said that. The I'm sorry, the original uh head of the white delegation was a Canadian man who turned Superman into a person who destroyed the natives uh and That's, that is true. Oh my god. Oh, yes, yes he, made, he made Clark Kent a Canadian, eh? Yeah. So that, a Quebecois <laughs> Superman that crushed I, I all of the natives. Up there, so listen. I came. I came into this after that. All right. I I just led with this blue. It was put down in front of me. He, he's, um, the, he's the legacy coach. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm nothing. I, I'm happy. A, I'm happy to. Uh, I have an official statement. <laughs> on wait, wait. Is this, wait was this statement delivered by Evangeline Lilly? That's. I do, I just want to know. <laughs> okay. So this is this is a statement on behalf of of Canadians and and the white delegation. Um, we are aware that there have been many, many, the heavy majority of uh, our past delegation have made many mistakes, but uh, us newer us newer ones who are who are here and new to the delegation, we're here to improve our image and and work on collaboration to are build saying, equity for are all. you saying you're listening? You're growing. Yeah. <laughs> Any notes, apology thing that you've ever seen. That's what. That's what I'm saying. Oh, got it. Got it. Cool. 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 Nice. Nice. Well, moving on to the next bit, which is a and a you know a bit of a loss for the white delegation, but you know you guys have a lot of characters that are you know you can't all hold on to. Uh, Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm was uh, acquired by the South Asian delegation for 400, oh, wow. you know? So, uh, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people might say that what's more, what's more white than, you know, breaking all the rules and um, of time and space and getting the promotion for that uh, above <laughs> your more talented and more experienced uh, black colleague in the movie. Um, <laughs> one might say that, you know, but, you know, Dr. Strange has done some good. Um, he's 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 helped to open up the multiverse. That's that's great, you know. Um, he you know he couldn't accept, you know he couldn't accept losing his hands, and he wanted to speak to the manager, and he went all the way to, <laughs> to, to uh, a very uh, exclusive place and learned how to do magic and became better at magic than all these other people that have been trained for their whole lives. I mean, I <laughs> understand that that is generally a white except story. for Ned. <laughs> 
who could <laughs> use the sling ring way quicker than Strange could. Right, yeah. that is true. The natural gifted, the naturally gifted brown person, um, once again, uh, came through in the clutch. But um, yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> I I know that there are some stereotypes about uh, South Asians in the medical field. Um, but I think that, you know, this is one of, it's one of those situations where the, where the stereotypes are, some people are proud of those stereotypes. And to have the best surgeon in the world be, a, you know, be a, a South Asian man, I think, I think that's a step forward, progress. So, so Dr. Strange, no longer a white man, no longer a white savior. Although, how are they going to get that Chinese money no if they're cool dealing with the, with the modern mythology? That's my question. How's Marvel going to finance this movie using Chinese money when the Chinese communist government does not want people to acknowledge modern magic mm. when it's against this is a this is a finance problem that I don't think you can work around because they because I mean they, they'll allow the mythic Chinese stories right because that's our heritage and we can be proud of that but but religion is illegal yeah and, well, I mean, that's probably what right but that's probably why the south it was a south asian delegation and not the east oh is that uh, is that what it is where is the, where yeah, is the south oh is yeah, this, the south this, asian this is south asian this is uh oh you know, okay you know, okay okay like like uh india pakistan you know that part okay of the, you know, so yeah so so we're so they're good they're good you know i mean maybe you know maybe there's a bollywood dr strange you know we don't know i would watch <laughs> the shit out of a <laughs> i would too that's fucking amazing Kingo that's <laughs> yep exactly yeah Kingo's want, in the background yeah. eight, eight musical numbers dude <laughs> casting spells in a musical number yeah having magical battles in a musical number i mean now we're in now we're Gold. in like legion territory again um you know shout out to, <laughs> to legion but yeah we're Oh, no, actually, we're, we are firmly to, to reach out to our Canadian brothers here. We're firmly <laughs> in Scott Pilgrim territory. The first battle is a Bollywood battle at the Battle of the Bands. So perfect. <laughs> I love it. Get, as long as we're casting Andrew Garfield in this musical, then I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, in, in the Bollywood version of No Way Home, uh, he's Jewish Spider-Man. He's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he is singing. I like yes, that. Yes, yes. That's outstanding. Um, Anybody who objects to that. However, uh, you know, the people, people had some other ideas, unfortunately. Uh, Only an 83, sorry, 84.6% approval rating with 76.9 strongly approving, 7.7 somewhat approving, 0% somewhat disapproving, and 15.4% racist. (laughs) Um, you you know you know it's actually kind of funny because like that that um that number seems sort of uh off kilter for me because a lot of people actually complained when um when benedict cumberbatch was first cast they were like oh we could have got you know indian or like they they specifically were calling for people who were like um uh sendo vamamurthy and 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 people in that vein who who were like you know they that they wanted to kind of address the the asian and, and south asian um, you know, themes and tropes and things that were involved in, like, you know, yeah. I expected a higher number. Yeah, I, I too. I mean, it just might have just been a, a matter of it just not finding its with the poll, not finding mm-hmm. its way to, you know, to the right people. I'm going to try to keep the, the polls open a little longer um, in, you know, subsequent weeks, because I know that 
uh, you know, in, in previous weeks, uh, there was maybe you know, three or four days rather than the full seven days. Um, mm. As when we when we go further into this, you'll hear that some of the polls uh, have not closed. Um, in fact, I think the Wonder Woman poll is still is still open. So you know, go ahead and cast your votes. Uh, your your pro, uh, your strongly approves, your somewhat approves, and your somewhat disapproves. And you know, of course, don't be racist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I have I have extended my availability to its limit. All I right, must, Tennyson. Oh, I must depart. Uh, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. You guys are a lot of fun. Sure. And always a pleasure. To have you. Always I like a pleasure that to be guy. back. You know. <laughs> thank come you. Come on back. A, All right. I, I will. Have a good night, everybody. You come All back right, now, here. Yeah? Got it. But we press ahead. Oh, and I, I would I would be remiss if I didn't mention that the uh, visual reference slash uh, fan cast is uh, Nawazuddin Siddiqui, who is a um, an Indian actor. Um, so actually make sure about that before I, before I screw up. Yeah, he is. he's a Bollywood actor. He's wildly okay. successful. Got it. Thank you. I, I think Gordy should have challenged because I think that there is an inherent white, <laughs> there's an inherent white hubris that is like necessary to the Doctor Strange role. That's just like, I can fix the entire universe yeah. at all times that, yeah. that just, you know, other races just. We don't have to help, that. this, that's, help that's this little fair. coded Jewish kid that I just met, but saved the world with. So I'm going <laughs> to break everything. I'm going to I'm going to ruin the universe because of this Jewish kid. And then I'm going to blame the Jewish kid for it. <laughs> Sounds about right. I mean, I mean, when you put when you put it that way. <laughs> I just cast the spell. To rip the whole a hole in the universe, and I'm gonna blame it on the little Jewish kid, the, little... the, the Filipino kid, yeah. and the black girl, and I'm gonna tell them to go clean up the entire mess. Nice, nice. Well, go, go find all the old white men that I brought here. And be like particularly uh, uh, astounded when the the little Filipino kid can do the magic you can do, but like way easier. <laughs> There's no way you, you must have been I cheating. Was one, I was wondering if that's what sparked with Ned being from the Philippines and being able to use the sling ring so easily. I was wondering if that's potentially what pushed for this bit. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. No, I mean, I think I think it ties into what what Randy had, had said is that, um, you know, when when Cumberbatch was, was first cast, there were a lot of people from various Asian communities saying that, you know, there was a lot of white savior trope and a lot of uh, Orientalism in the in the Doctor Strange origin that could be cleaned up a little bit if it wasn't, um, you know, if it wasn't a white guy. So, yeah, I'm just saying we already saw how well he could use a swing ring. Maybe that's our new Doctor Strange right there. I mean, maybe. You know, maybe uh, Ned's ready to step in. Ned is ready to be a sorcerer's apprentice. Um, <laughs> Just somebody teach him to close the portal, and he's ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know that he would? The reason that he can use the sling ring so easily in that movie is because it was supposed to be America. The America Chavez. Chavez. Yeah. 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 I about that. <laughs> yes. That's interesting yes. how they totally reworked that. That's that's interesting. More, you know, more, you know, more screen time for Ned, though. Yeah, Anything a little less for America do. Chavez. I was just saying, anything they can do to keep the Puerto Ricans out is a okay with us. 
I'm saying awesome because there's look, more white people here. Listen, now. This is, I know. It's like, well, yeah, no, you. We don't give you the permission to use us. <laughs> Garrett and I do not give you the permission to lump us yeah. in with your us. A hundred percent. They write. They write the statements, and then I go out and just ignore them, just like many a great white man before me. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I used. To, I used to separate Canadian white people from the rest of the white people, but after the past week or so, I was like, oh no, you got the same ones. You guys have the yeah, same ones. We. It's just, it's just a, it's just a different rate of exchange. It's just a different rate of exchange. <laughs> yeah. It comes from the deep north. Just as damn loud. Yeah. <laughs> but that brings us to the next character. Uh, what the wasp. Tony? What <laughs> Tony Stark? He of uh, the Iron Man fame. He he also uh, in the movies uh, caused a lot of problems and he pawned them off to mm-hmm. other people. But um, the this same version? argument could be made. The same <laughs> argument where I could challenge a Carlos made for Doctor Strange, you could yep. definitely make with Iron Man because well, Tony yeah. Stark is anything other than overbearing white guy is different. Well, Tony Stark is adopted, to be fair. So, <laughs> so, so Tony Stark was acquired for six ten by the Native American delegation. And oh, I thought um, you were explaining his adoption. Oh no! Wait. <laughs> The Native American delegation actually wanted like a real character. Right, American delegation. That was like a lie. You know, Native American Tony Stark. Um, you know, there's obviously issues with alcoholism. You know, aside, but uh, you still have oh, someone. No. Oh. 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 Oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> Too much. Ah. Oh. Uh, didn't even oh. think about that. <laughs> So make sure make sure that we announce your act at the end of the show. <laughs> His name is Michael Terrell Ford. I listen. Tony Stark is not no longer drinks. Um, he's uh, a man of. He's action. just a man that goes he's his own a, way. He's a man of technology, and you know he he's he's saving the world in his own way. He's by going his own way. Nice save, nice save. Well, what I can <laughs> say. Here. Well, speaking from the Canadian standpoint here, it makes sense. It's Tony Stark was also abducted and mm-hmm. uh, and taken captive for a while. And so that 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 yeah. there's a parallel because that was another situation that happened here in Canada all the time. Yeah. It's called the yeah. 60s scoop. So uh right. Tony Stark has that in common. I could see that being a uh, a part of his uh, a part of his history switch. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it looks, I mean, good one. They, <laughs> I accept. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to save some of the comments that have been made in the past. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Uh, the, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if we're here for uh, alcoholic. Uh, yeah, suits Native American Iron. My, my M- MTF was MTF was super pissed off when they changed their name to the Washington football team. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no part wow. of that. <laughs> the Washington Ironman was right there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington Starks. Um, but yes, the fan cast as I remember it was Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt, thank you. This get, this actually gets into an interesting um like side side discussion here is that Benjamin Bratt is a Native American 
well, he's a he's an aborigine. He, he is descended of an aboriginal tribe in Peru. So he's actually not like Native American, North American, North American. Right. It's an interesting. So okay, technically, Native yeah, there's a there's a there's a there's a, there's a uh, you know, yeah. there's, there's a little, little murkiness. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, you know, it'd be like if they, you know, and I'm I'm not going to challenge it or anything. That'd be ridiculous. But it'd be like if the Native American delegation chose like someone of like Mayan heritage or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it is it is kind of a gray area. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that it's a gray area that we're, we may see, we may see uh, continually uh, come up here and there in, well, uh, as the, as that, the draft, as, as the draft a multiracial delegation, you know, official. Um, I have to say that, you know, it's not a gray area. I yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is we don't need a multiracial delegation. <laughs> Goodbye, Kia. This has been fun. <laughs> all of your bids have been null and void and you're just mad you're just mad at me for, not for bidding you higher on wolverine yeah. <laughs> let's see oh the so the polls are still open right now the polls are still open for native american Tony Stark. Where sliding all over the poll um, yeah a shout, a shout out to jeffrey Varege, um for the <laughs> For the fan art that well not fan art he's he's actually a professional yeah, <laughs> right. shout out to his his version of a native american themed iron man um the polls really are open good. the polls are open for you to strongly approve somewhat approve somewhat disapprove and strongly disapprove uh notwithstanding any of the problematic statements that i made earlier um, <laughs> you know like honestly though like like a native american iron man were that to to be an actual thing in the comics would would be a lot like what the the black panther universe of characters is you know where you, you're getting this like yes tribal and african but also technically you know technologically advanced and you know geniuses in in yeah. what are considered you know that in fields that are not generally associated with stories that we have about native americans right yeah yeah that'd uh, be cool that'd be really cool, cool. So one character that is still open, uh, still open, has not the bidding has not been satisfied for, uh, is Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn still open. Harley Quinn still open. Wide open. But, <laughs> but uh, I do know that one of the people who is uh, very interested in acquiring Harley Quinn is here on the podcast. Uh, yeah, well, I think based on the oppression Olympics, since I am a black Jew, and the only <laughs> <laughs> I can win it by default. <laughs> that's a, but, that's uh, an interesting, yeah. interesting approach, Kia. Interesting approach. Yeah, I, mean, I, uh, I win. Um, but no, yes, I definitely can't wait to have Harley Quinn on the team. Um, Adam should just, you know, give it up. But um, hey, all right, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Right. This is real life haggling, Jewish haggling, guys. You're gonna see it. <laughs> Good old fashioned haggling. <laughs> Good old fashioned haggling. <laughs> but we can talk about a character that you did happen to acquire, Kia, and that would be Peggy Carter, aka oh, emphasis variant. on the peg. <laughs> um, variant Peggy Carter, uh, Captain Carter. She of the Super Soldier Serum. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, she does. You're saying you're saying she's a uh, She's, she's pegging our boy, our, our boy Steve. Hey, that's little, the way it's done. That's the way it's done. If she's she not, I don't want it. 
I say if if she's not, then I don't want that story. I feel like that's the <laughs> natural progression. So yeah, we're I feel still like... working on the backstory and everything else like that. What? <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you guys know about it in the future. So I guess in this version, if we if we remember how things played out and what if, you know, she she got the powers, she took part in uh, these battles. And much like Steve, she gets frozen. Oh no, she didn't get frozen. She went through a portal, right? And then she comes out of the portal in the present day. Um, and you know, we we don't know what her life, we don't know what her present day adventures are going to be. But there is a Captain Carter book that's dropping next month, mm-hmm. and we will find out what mm-hmm. her modern yeah, day. Yeah, five issues actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll find out what her modern day adventures will be. And her shield mm-hmm. is definitely in the multiverse of madness poster like it's just yeah. out there on front street there is a good chance so for for the for the low low price of 161 dollars people point multiracial delegation was able to acquire the services of uh peggy margaret peggy carter as depicted like, by who really calls their kid peggy let's really talk about it let's dive into this like why why would you do that i mean she's from back in the day <laughs> She's from she's from back in the day when when Peggy was a perfectly appropriate name. That's that's what my Hamilton was. Oh, Beatrice. Um, and <laughs> Peggy. <laughs> Check it out. Now. <laughs> a shout out to Freeman Agreement, um, who was who was uh, the fan cast for multiracial Peggy Carter. Well, we are at one of the most contentious uh, bidding wars that we got for the full first week. And that involved Aurora Monroe, mm-hmm. AKA Storm. I feel like at least five delegations got involved in this, in this bidding war. Um, and Black four de- lost to me. <laughs> so the black delegation was able for the first time ever Yes. In the history of the racial draft, was able yes. to actually keep Storm away from another delegation. It's a glorious, glorious time. And it cost yes. 616, fitting number, nice. $616 to keep Storm in the fray. Uh, Randy, would you like uh, to celebrate? Wait, it was six, wasn't was it $685 that he liked that? No, 616. It was 616. Oh. Yeah. Damn. So. So uh, would you like to uh, victory lap? Would you like to... Uh... Would you like to crip walk? Would you like to... <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to personally extend my heartfelt invitation to the Queen of Mars at last. Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. Happy to have you. Cool, cool. Who was, cool. Your, uh, who was the, uh, the visual referent? I, I can't remember. Yetiri Badaki. Who played yes. um, Bilkis on um, American Gods? Yes, yes. F- fair. Uh, the, I believe the I believe the bidding. I'm not bid. Uh, the listener polls are still open, so go ahead and cast your all strongly approve votes. All strongly approve of Black Storm. If you're if you're out there and you're not approving the Black Storm, I got we got issues. We got issues. 
Uh, that'd be me. Definitely. definitely <laughs> just going to say. Look, she's, she's white in the comics. I don't know. What <laughs> when has she ever been a black woman? I, I found a Marvel video game that drew a white storm. No, you didn't. Storm. It wasn't just a white storm. That was Charlize. Not only did I did I manage to to persuade the regent of Seoul to join my roster, I saved her from being Charlize Theron. I saved her from being Gal Gadot. Like there were some like wild choices. Whoa, whoa! Don't get too crazy. Don't get too crazy. It wasn't, there weren't that many wild choices. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Gal Gadot was pretty rough. <laughs> and I would I would have used Charlie's with the horrible bowl haircut from the Fast and the Furious movie. hundred oh. percent. Well, thank thank you, Randy, on the behalf on behalf of Black people everywhere for saving us from twenty five <laughs> weeks of that indignity. <laughs> I, and, and I also just want to say. Spin that, Canadians. Charlie's their own <laughs> storm. <laughs> we yeah. simply would have had the respect to allow Randy to take that win. <laughs> I, you know what? I want the record to show that I also had the, the respect to allow Randy to take that win after I got him above $500. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. look, don't, I, get, I will, don't get me I, wrong. I'm like, yeah, I also wasn't part of any of this bidding and so i want to say i think i we as someone who is currently undefeated in superhero related drafts on oh, any type of podcast plug that in there we may have had garrett knows he's taken a whole lot of l's on that in that standpoint you, but, uh, you just said like one of the most canadian things i've ever heard you say and then followed it up with one of the goodbye. least canadian things i've ever heard you say <laughs> well still competitive i gotta mix it up well for the for the for the listeners we have additionally two more open polls right now um or open um offers and bids right now one of them involves uh, clark kent superman uh, who current, I believe the current price is somewhere in the 770s. Um, and uh, we also have Wolverine, uh, mm. who is currently Taking above, eight, eight up yeah. above nine, almost 900. For, the Canadian uh, delegation mm. would love to keep Wolverine. Well, <laughs> for half your budget? That is, these, are some big, these some big prices. Big, I don't know what the exchange rate is yeah, right now, but, the, but these are right these here. are American dollars, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> that are being bid. So we, have, uh, we 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 definitely tried to use the visual representation of an actual Canadian of uh, Jared Kiso from Letterkenny fame as okay. my as my uh, Wolverine, but uh, nine hundred boy, we're getting a little we're getting a little expensive. We're yeah, it's eight hundred and ninety-nine uh, right now. That's uh, getting into Bruce Wayne territory. I'm not sure. He is trying to see if yeah. I'll go to nine hundred dollars for Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Well, I guarantee that I guarantee that final price is not going to be there. It's going to go higher. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, stay tuned, listeners. We will let you know next week how this plays out. I think Carlos is furiously hoping that someone bids. I don't think he wants to spend eight ninety nine. It's no Kia. has got the eight ninety nine bid. It's not me. Oh, is it Kia? I've oh, got yeah, nothing. No. I I haven't spent a dime. 
I, nor nor have I. Yeah, I know, Gordy. <laughs> well, now's a good time. Yeah, Gordy has a good time to let yet. It might know. be time for Garrett and I to step in and, and get involved with that money before he wastes it all. Gordy I, is waiting to spend his $1,999. <laughs> for those new to the podcast, last season I spent $1,999 on Bruce Wayne. Uh, as previous seasons, he tripled the score of every single character. And then in our last season, he decided, nah, it's okay. I'm going to hang out. Just maybe go double. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he only, he only scored 1.5 as much as everyone else. Right. Clearly not enough. But Carlos, you're here. It's a good time to know that you have the opportunity to nominate two characters oh yeah live right. on the podcast mm-hmm. okay okay all right i've heard of characters <laughs> we could do this um let's go with uh bruce wayne <laughs> ever heard of him ever heard of bruce wayne let's start the bidding for bruce wayne at um well here's the thing here's the thing before you before you do that okay. before you uh, yes. give give a bid in an amount because uh we're gonna wait we're gonna hold we're you know just we're gonna hold the actual bidding for a little bit of time Got it. Got you know it. until the until the other until the other um you know bidding wars play themselves out however it could have been done just saying hashtag uh, could have been done already however uh <laughs> Who who are you thinking in terms of uh, uh, Latino Bruce's visual representation? I'm going to give you one guess, MTF. Is it Edgar Ramirez? It's Edgar Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> Edgar yes, it is. Ramirez. Not Edgar Martinez, famous, <laughs> right, no. uh, famous baseball player. <laughs> no, Ed- Edgar. Edgar Ramirez. <laughs> no, can't keep pronouncing. Jacanes. <laughs> like he's a Dominican baseball player. <laughs> he is talking. To, he is That's trying, exactly how she says it. That is, she, she's, she, she's the Khaleesi, and she's trying to uh, rain fire. Jacanes, you know but, what she's but, but it's, she's pronouncing it like, like it's a Spanish dude. is <laughs> Tagaron. Picture for the. I was like, it's like I just see, I just hear the music in the background and the salsa dancing. And like, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so Edgar Ramirez as Bruce Wayne. Uh, you can you can let us know what the. Um, what your what your opening bid will be when we officially open the bidding? Um, my opening bid will be five hundred dollars. Mm, you should go higher. It will. <laughs> it will. The, no, the dark, I'm already, the pri- I'm already putting in six hundred. The, the price of the Dark Knight will be rising. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Um, all right. Additional nomination since we're looping back around snake snuck snake style um additional i will go with uh i don't even know which character name to give you but moon knight hmm. Hmm. oscar hmm. isaac <laughs> uh yeah it'll be oscar <laughs> isaac <laughs> 
And if Marvel casts him, I get an extra. <laughs> if Oscar Isaac shows up as Moon Knight in the next 25 weeks. <laughs> we'll start the bidding low there too. Not 500, much lower. Like, Four dollars, like four hundred and eighty-six dollars lower. <laughs> Did you and hear I'll... that? He's gonna lock it in at four hundred and eighty-six dollars <laughs> opening bid. Can you imagine if my Zoom would have frozen right there if I said four eighty-six and they locked me into that? <laughs> no, we'll go. We'll go with Moon Knight at like. Let's start it at twenty. All right, two hundred. Oh, you're that person that keeps who accidentally hits too many zeros when you do like the ATM. I'll bet. Damn it! I just tipped them well. You think Moon Knight's gonna get close to four hundred? I bet. Oh, I think he's gonna get more than that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From who, Randy? You don't have enough money to do it. Oh. I don't. I don't need the money. I have the chaos on my side. I can, <laughs> I can. I can instigate other people to outbid you. I have my own power. Thank That's you, correct. Man. That is or correct. did. Or do I want Moon Knight? <laughs> is that? Is it possible? I just want people to. Like mm. seriously, like with with uh, with Storm, I was like, I'm just gonna keep turning up the the temperature and hope I don't boil the water too fast on Randy here. And then and then Kia comes in and it's like, we're going way past 500. I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> well, I I think for the benefit of the listeners, I think for the benefit of the listeners, it might be time for another case of commission's choice. Oh. Okay. And um I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Is it for the listener? Or is it for the commissioner? This is the commissioner. wants to play. A little bit of column A. A little bit of column A. A little bit of column B. But um, <laughs> I think, in honor of, I think in yeah, in honor of the, the movie that will be coming out, uh, Wanda Maximoff. Is uh is out there, and we'll see if people if people want to bid on her. So, mm -hmm. Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, as someone who actually doesn't have direct access to funds, just the ability to uh to 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 provide my input to others, Wanda Maximoff has a very different fan base than she did a year ago. 20 like two years ago any other time in the history of the planet wanda maximoff has an internet fan base that is as rabid and powerful as anyone so this is somebody who she deserves a high price this is interesting i agree you know uh, you could uh, just type it into the racial drafting and just start the bidding i mean i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> nobody I, would have issues with that I'm, but, but I, I, I prefer to just to to just uh, cause chaos like Randy at this point. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, now, one thing that I do know about uh, the uh, online fan base of of, uh, of one Wando Maximoff is that there are a lot of differing uh, views on what her her ethnicity, uh, you know, should be uh, solidified as. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there are some. There might be some some contention in the, uh, among the delegations as to whether they want to uh, stoke the ire of uh, of the uh, 
Wanda Hive, as you will? I mean, to be fair, like she's been portrayed, um, you know, in terms of live action as a white woman, but we don't currently have a delegation that would suit what her comic counterpart is classified as. Like, you know, for her to be Romani, she she would be um, indigenous Eastern European, which. No, 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 Romani, no, Romani have roots in South Asia. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the kind of Eurasian area of like. I guess the best way uh, to put it, best team she could be on is the multiracial team. Honestly, just, <laughs> you know, like I, I feel like you know, we can just nick this in the butt right here. Mm. All I right, mean, well, if, if you're willing to put up the money and and hopefully not get it hiked up too bad, then <laughs> sure. Once well, you say Eastern European, there's only one color that comes from <laughs> Well, 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 look at what has happened here. Well, I, I got to say quick, I got to say quick, Garrett and I got a meeting for an important interview that we got to bounce to quick, but it's been oh, an absolute pleasure being on. This has been a blast. Uh, put lots of money on the Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff. She deserves it. <laughs> That's right. Listen to your white counterpart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please. Well, well Garrett, and TJ, Garrett and TJ, you guys are taking off, but we're about to take off too. So, uh, you know, say goodbye to listeners. Let them know where they can find you. And, uh, you know, we'll do, get, your we'll do. get your plugs in. Uh, we're the uh, Agents of Fandom on all of the socials except Twitter at Agents Fandom. You can find our podcast anywhere uh, you find you get your podcasts or YouTube. We've uh, typically we've been reviewing the Marvel shows on Disney Plus, but with that taking a bit of a downturn, we've been branching out. So we just had a uh, interview with Na Lee of Peacemaker. He plays Judo Master. So we just finished our interview with him. That's out there on our pod now. And uh, upcoming, we got a very cool interview with uh, Dr. Travis Langley. Uh, he's an he's a psychologist who has an upcoming book called Batman and Psychology. So it's okay. being released at the same time as the upcoming Batman movie. And it basically is just a book diving into, Garrett has read more than me at this point. So maybe I'll let him dive in here. Yeah, it basically dives into the psychology of Batman and, and his rogue gallery. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not... Uh, from the mind the, of a phd right of a, of a psychologist he's a tenured i believe a tenured professor at, at a university so he's very knowledgeable about this stuff and uh yeah he he, he breaks down you know does batman have ptsd yeah there, uh, there used to be i mean sorry stuff. to cut you off but there used to be a podcast i can't remember the woman's name um she was a psychiatrist i believe and she broke down um episodes of batman the animated series um using her psychology um, psychiatry background i don't know if you're familiar with that podcast uh it's very similar to that and he goes mm -hmm. into he does talk about he talks about like adam west batman and mm -hmm. like even one like before that i believe and animated series batman beyond um all the way up until the most the robert pattinson batman so it's it's pretty interesting we're going to talk to him about that and then we have one more guest tj you want to tell them about real quick and then we can let you guys go 
Yeah, for sure. We've been doing quite a few uh, Naomi related interviews, the, the uh, CW show. So we've already interviewed Cranston Johnson, who plays Zumbado, Mary mm -hmm. Charles Jones. And uh, our next one is Kent Falcon, who's uh, not he's not directing the episode that comes out in two days, but he's directing the episode that comes out on March 1st. Okay. And so we're going to awesome. get to talk to him about working with Ava DuVernay and that just the whole crew on Naomi. And yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Cool. that's great. Yeah, yeah I mean, thank you again for having us on. This has been this has been awesome. So great to have you. Yes, yeah, yeah. you know, our pleasure. You know, hopefully it won't be your first time. I mean, hopefully your first time won't be your last time. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully. No, I'm definitely coming back on. All right, cool. Awesome. Thank you guys. All right. And and uh yeah, I mean, we're we're about to we're all about to go our separate ways as well. Um, I'll leave it to Kia to say her goodbyes first. I just want to say that. This podcast was great. Um, I'll see you guys uh, in the bidding of all the different players. Hey, Carlos, what's up? What's up, Carlos? <laughs> let's see, let's see how things go. Can you um, let the people know where they can find you? Find me on Twitter, whatever that handle is. You can find me on Clubhouse. Kia, Kia the most important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but on Clubhouse, people, for all of you guys that still use Clubhouse or know of its existence, at Combat USMC, come. Come join me in the fuckery. Um, yeah. And you can also find me on uh, Instagram at Kia Beism as well. Woo okay. woo! Multiracial team forever! <laughs> And uh, Carlos, Lordy, stop they... being jealous. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos, where can he find you? Um, you can find me at on Twitter at Carlos Freitas Jr. Uh, you can also find me on uh, Friendster, my, <laughs> MySpace. I'm on GeoCities. Um, I'm on Parlor. Uh, which right <laughs> now. We're, Right now, it's just a couple of us meeting at a VFW just to just to kind of yell out racial slurs, and then for about an hour, and then we go back home. Uh, uh, no, but yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter at Carlos Freitas Jr., and I'm really not interactive on other platforms, so don't look for me there. Fair enough, weirdo. <laughs> Gordy, where can they find you? Uh, my good old Russian uh, trollbot Twitter name, uh, Gordy nine two four one nine five five two. I've really got to change it at some point, but uh, <laughs> come follow and see all my wonderful thoughts on the world of professional wrestling. And much like Carlos, get your uh, get your algorithm all screwed up because of the stuff that I'm liking. It's fantastic. It's so much wrestling stuff in my timeline just because I follow Gordy. It's nuts. <laughs> and Randy, where can he find you? I, I'm going to try not to take it personal that I was called on last to tell my name. It's, it's cool. Um, I am on Twitter, Randy S0725, and my hashtag I use is SuperpowerList. Okay. And as always, you can find me at MTFIII on Twitter. You can also find the Racial Draft on Twitter at Racial Draft Pod, on Facebook at Racial Draft, and on Instagram at racial.draft. Uh, go ahead, let us know your thoughts about the characters as they come on through. Uh, go ahead and, you know, ping your various delegations, try to see which characters you'd like to see represented. And we'll, you know, we'll try to connect you with your, with the proper delegates. You know, it's, 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 it's gonna go, we're gonna go for a while. So hang, you know, get on board. 
for this ride. It's going to be a rough one, but it's going to be a fun one. Um, but see, there was nobody to laugh at that. It's, it's what, happens, <laughs> what happens when Kia leaves. <laughs> but until next time, all things are possible. <laughs>